Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Tome Travelers, a science fiction fantasy book club podcast. This is episode 17, and we're going to be talking about uh, Six of Crows, parts one through three. So massive spoiler warning for pretty much the first half of this book. Uh, we're going to be just discussing spoilers all over the place, so click off if you haven't read it. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, we have a couple of announcements. Whitson, do you want to announce next month's book? Yeah, we'll be reading The Black Prism by Brent Weeks. Super stoked. Heard lots of good things. Um, I think it's one of his earlier works, so it might be a little rough around the edges, but I've heard the magic, magic system's really good, characters, world. Heard nothing but good stuff. I've read, uh, I've read some, what was it by Brent Weeks? Uh, like Shadow or something? I don't know, I enjoyed it, though. His magic system was really uh, interesting in it. Yeah, I've heard he's really good with things like that, and we all like, you know, Mistborn and things yeah. of that stuff with really interesting hard magic systems so yeah cool uh so black prison by brent weeks is next month we have our discord open uh link is in the description of the youtube video so if you want to join the discussion around this book or next month's book as we as we dive into that uh you can go ahead and click on that link and join our discord we're more than happy to talk with you and you can join our little community of book nerds it's it's fun um yeah before we dive into this episode though we have our fantasy question wits and what's our fantasy question you have two authors work together on a book who would you choose you want to take this one first md i can yeah okay so I've, I've thought about this and i think i've come to a final answer and i'm not gonna put sanderson in my answer oh, oh yeah oh <laughs> i'm gonna say i would want tolkien level mythology with George R. R. Martin, political intrigue and drama. I think if okay. those two work together, because Tolkien does such a good job of like everything in his world matters. It connect you can directly see its connection to the mythology. But I think if you did, if you had that, but you had the political drama and intrigue of like the snakes of the world, like trying to slither their way into political power, I think that could make for mm -hmm. such a compelling story because then it's like the stakes are like the the mythology of the world essentially i don't know i think that would be a really cool a, a really cool read though like like a uh, middle earth a thousand years later yeah kind of thing yeah oh yeah that would be pretty cool yeah that's, that's yeah. a cool idea what about you doing um i want i want like fast paced but with a lot of payoff and a lot of like depth to the story and so I'm probably going to put Sanderson in mind just because he usually does has really good depth, world building, and uh, payoff. He just doesn't have a lot of the uh, fast-paced action <laughs> throughout the whole book. Um, and then I was going to say, I think Jay Kristoff did a really good job in Empire of the Vampire and uh, his mm -hmm. other series I read of being like very action-forward and still keeping you interested throughout the whole thing. Like I, I felt like there wasn't really slow parts. And uh, I didn't mind it at all. Um, so I think those two working together would be pretty cool. That's dope. And you wasn't? Yeah, Man, I'm still struggling. Um, <laughs> gosh. I know, so, so Scott Lynch and Joe Abercrombie are probably my two favorite authors at the moment. And they're, um, they write very differently. I don't, I don't know if they would make a great baby together, you know? <laughs> um. Yeah, I think Abercrombie has to be in there just because I think his characters are, like, just the best. Um, 
God, I think Sanderson honestly is like the best place to start from where you're like, I want the structure. I want the story to like have an arc that makes sense. I want the magic system to be good. Like he has so many of the fundamental things just like perfect. Yeah. Um, but then where I think he falls short a little bit is like character and prose. So I think somebody like Scott Lynch, Joe Abercrombie, Patrick Rothfuss, like those are guys that would like bring that the the like couple things that I think he's not perfect at uh, up you know, I think it would raise the whole thing up. Um, so yeah, I think I think Sanderson and Abercrombie. Sanderson and Abercrombie. I feel like the depth of that book would be like so. It'd so, be absurd. So It'd be deep, absurd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you'd have crazy. to really pay attention. Everything's yeah. important. You're like sitting there taking notes on every single yeah. page, <laughs> just highlighting your book all over the place. You just yeah. never climb out of the sauce. <laughs> you lost in the sauce forever. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have a fantasy question you want us to answer, go ahead and drop it in the YouTube comments or in our Discord. We have a channel for it that you can just drop them in there. Uh, we really need your questions because we have to make these up on our own when we don't have them from you. So, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, with that, we're going to jump into episode 17 of The Tome Travelers. right dylan you want to take it away yeah so uh we read the first three parts of the six crows uh we meet our six main characters in kaz Inej, jesper nina matthias matthias and wallen yeah matthias matthias i've been saying matthias matt we'll call him matt uh they're all very they're all very different have uh or they all have very different motivations um and they're all pretty different people um we learn uh but they're all getting together for this heist we learn of um initiated by a mercer van Eck. uh and they're gonna go try to rescue uh by lore the creator of this drug that's enhancing all the grisha and he's in a prison that's never been failed so that's where we're at okay well so I wrote the characters kind of in order on our on our run of show, um, kind of in order of like how much development they've got, uh, as a, or just you know, off the vibes, not not like page count. I'm not like right. running the percentages of <laughs> how many words are in each chapter. But yeah, um, do we want to start with Jesper and well, Wylan? How, how about we start? Oh, uh, let's just. How about we start with like what do we think of like the main our main group of people. And let's say, like, mm. who's our favorite and least favorite? Yeah. Okay. And I was going to say what, what we think of the book so far, too. We can go ahead and start with that. And yeah. then break into break <laughs> into the characters and the story. Yeah. So, Dylan, you want to you wanna take it first? Who Let's let's go with, like, who's your favorite? Who's your least favorite? And then... What do you I, really, I really like Kaz. Okay. I really like Kaz. I like, I like his... Uh, he's very intelligent. He, which we all know, I like really intelligent characters. <laughs> um, but he's stone cold. But I, like, I do see a small bit of like underlying reason why, and I hope that the story like tells about his past completely, so we do understand why he is the way he is, um, and what led to like his accident with his knee um, or his leg, whatever it is, and um, why he has all these superficial relationships besides Inej. Which we can see him kind of. Um, it's pretty much the only relationship he has that isn't completely superficial. 
Um, but yeah, I want to see his motivations and what changed from. I know when he's talking to Van Eck, uh, he said he hadn't been uh, caught in three years, but he was caught a bunch before that. And I want to see what changed to make him think deeper and um, basically, basically his motivations. I like it. What about you? Um, so I I would also say I think my favorite is Kaz. Uh, this book really reminds me kind of leverage. Have you seen the TV show Leverage? Yes, a couple yes. episodes here and there. Uh, this book reminds me pretty much exactly of Leverage. <laughs> yeah, and, and so yeah, like, I, I can see that. Kaz is like the the lead. I forget the the main, the main guy's name. Yeah, Uh-oh. but it's like that's who Kaz is. He's like the guy running the show and all that yeah. stuff. And so Anej really, is like the blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. I think I think my least favorite character is Matthias. And my reasoning, and I was kind of joking to Whitson about this earlier, but it was like, we wrote down in the show notes, like, Matthias, he hates Grisha, and that's just his character. That's 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 who he is. And so I just feel like there hasn't been much of him yet. Yeah, well, it just, like, it says, like, he's basically racist against the Grisha because of how he was raised, and that's what his people believe. But, like, it doesn't really go into, like, why they believe that. It well, just until says that... until way later on, when it yeah. like mentions that the Grisha killed his family or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Well, it explains why he hates him, but it didn't really explain why his and why he was so easy to fall into that that cycle of hatred. But like, it doesn't really explain like completely why the Fjordian the Fjordians hate him. It just right. kind of says that they hate him because nobody should have that kind of power. Which I mean, I guess kind of makes sense, but I feel like there's got to be like a deeper underlying motive maybe well so my issue with with that also is that the grisha are not very powerful like that's why this no. this drug yeah. is a huge deal because yeah. the grisha can like heal a couple wounds the the heart renders are, are pretty scary and we haven't seen a grisha yeah, with they... like fire powers like like maybe yeah maybe the more combat focused stuff but like all we've really seen is fabricators and healers and then nina yeah. um yeah. So it doesn't seem like they're that terrifying. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a little weird. But again, to me that we don't know. Stuff. We don't know what's going on in the world, which I, I kind of dislike too about this book so far, is like we don't understand a lot of the stuff that's going on in the world besides what little tidbits it gives us. Like, yeah, these powerful Grisha are doing all this stuff in the world, but like, what's the state of the world? Maybe you could give that, and it would mean more. Yeah. Well, but uh, let's get into what we think of the book so far, Matt. Well, Whitson's gotta well, go. You, you're just gonna skip Whitson. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we the character, the character I actually actually like is uh, Inej, um, and she still isn't that. She's not developed really. She hasn't had a lot of dialogue. Like we've seen some of her backstory, and it's compelling. Um, but her and Nina have very very similar backstories. Uh, and Kaz too. It's like, oh, we made it to like preteen status, and then our world got ripped out from under us. And look, a couple years of awful stuff, and now we're Kaz's buddies. And like, that's kind of, I don't know. I like Inej, uh, but I think she just hasn't annoyed me yet. Is largely the <laughs> the thing. Fair enough. Uh, and your least favorite? Least favorite. Um, yeah. Yeah, probably Matthias, just because he's like the most two-dimensional, like yeah. cardboard cut out of a character. Like 
if Cal Drogo was a religious zealot uh, and boring. <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> a good analogy. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Matt, you want to go with what you think of the book so far? Uh, I, I'm enjoying it. It's like, I was kind of telling Whitson, like, this book has kept me, like, in tune more, but I think it's just because it's, like, a little bit faster paced than Mistborn. Because, like, yeah. both, are, both are the same vibe. Like, they're both heists. But I think this just feels, like, more quickly this book shows, hey, this is a heist book. Whereas, like, Mistborn has yeah. a lot more, like, all right, we're going to build up a little bit. We're going to teach you a little bit about the magic system. We're going to give you little bits and pieces here. When this this book is very much so, like, all right, this is the just job. Just kind of in it, yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah. The, and then, like, let's assemble the team now. Here's everyone. Let's go. And so, I don't know. It's it's like a fun read. We've been reading a lot of dense stuff recently. And so, like, it's a nice yeah, little yeah. Um, palate cleanser. Yeah. That's kind of why I've been trying to pick these, like, more more quick paced books because y'all y'all been picking dense ones and so i'm just <laughs> like i need to throw a fun book in um i feel like i, I like i like the plot i like i mean i like the heist thing I, I feel like the book's in a weird spot where it feels like it's like halfway a ya book and halfway an adult fantasy book and it it can't like um, make up its mind yeah i can't just make up its mind what it wants yeah. um and i feel like i don't know maybe it's her writing but like some of it seems along with that it's like some of the writing seems like really good like something i'd be i'm, I'm like enjoying and then some of the writing seems like a ya book <laughs> like uh, yeah i don't know it's in a weird spot but i am enjoying the plot um i like kaz i like Inej. um we don't really have any of the other characters, like a whole lot of the. I mean, we got a little bit of Nina and a little bit of Matthias's backstories. Jesper's just kind of there and shoots stuff, mm -hmm. <laughs> while and blows stuff up, and is a Mercer's kid. But I, 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 I feel like this book is supposed to be based around the characters because of the way it's written, as far as like each chapter being a different character. Um, and I, so I feel like you need to go into the characters more and give their backstories and. Um, stuff. But I'm not. I'm not like hating the book. Like I, I, I enjoyed it. Like I stayed into the plot and stuff. Um, yeah. There's... I just feel like it could be done so much better. I yeah. feel like it's almost like a one, like a one season quick TV series. Yeah. You know, what I mean? if that makes sense, like it, just it like a quick one season TV series that a one off. Yeah. When you're when you're kind of talking about like their like their backstories and stuff like that, it very much so feels like we just get tiny little sprinkles of it. And, yeah. like, I feel like if we got yeah. a little bit more, we would all be a lot more attached to them and, like, actually care exactly. more. Exactly. But we don't and... have that, so they're just kind of these cardboard cutout characters currently because we don't know yeah. why they're yeah. the way they are. So, And um, I know Whitson was saying, well, I can get him into what he thinks about Kaz, but um, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Whitson go, and then I'll, 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 I'll argue with him about Kaz because <laughs> I know he doesn't like Kaz. Okay, so I'll... I'll... I'm going to try not to beat a dead horse and be an asshole. Um, <laughs> but I greatly dislike this book. <laughs> and I, in all fairness, in all fairness, I just finished like tearing my way through an epic fantasy book like 12 hours ago. Or not 12 hours ago, like 24 hours ago, I guess. Um, and I listened to all of this today. And like, I guess it, you know, I was, I was measuring it against the thing I just finished. Yeah. 
Um, he has recency bias. And that's not super fair to the, to the book, probably. Um, but Kaz is... He's one of those characters that's supposed to be a badass, but it never explains why he's a badass or shows you him being a badass. It's yeah. just like, look at this badass. Look at him being a badass. Isn't that cool that he's a badass? And the whole time I'm just like, I don't, I don't care. Like, yeah. make, make me give a shit about him first. That's definitely the YA um, portion of the book. Yeah, yeah. yeah where yeah. you can, that, I think the book just assumes that you're going to completely and entirely suspend disbelief and come, come in with no preconceived notions of what a fantasy book should be like, which is fair for a young adult audience, but yeah. not fair for an adult audience. Yeah. As I was gonna say, if I read this in like middle school or like even, oh, I would have fucking, like, I would have eaten this it. shit up in middle oh, school. Yeah. yeah, I did too. Or high school, yeah, high school too. Like, yeah, just yeah. before we started like reading like books with a lot of depth. Um, well, I mean that's not fair because we've always kind of read books with depth, but like really started like tearing them apart. Yeah. But the 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 largest issues I've had with it are uh, the setting is nothing. She she has described nothing. There no details legitimately zero like i i was taking notes the whole time i was listening to it um didn't describe ketterdam almost nothing about it no, the structure of the city what the architecture looked like um you know who the big players were besides pekka rollins and the dregs and um the one gang that they have the fight with the black fingers or whatever yeah yeah um, black fingers. yeah so it's it's like i don't even know I don't even know what she wants me to think about half this stuff. Like, it's not even lazy writing. It's, like, not writing. Like, there's just yeah. thing, things that aren't described in the text yeah. that are just presumed. That's a, Like, that's oh, a... oh, the reader will just fill in the blank for me. Yeah. That's an interesting point, though, that you made. Because I remember in our first episode, we were, like, talking about, like, how excited we were for the setting. Because, mm -hmm. like, we're, like, this is kind of, like, this weird, like, we're kind of, like, not futuristic fantasy, but, like more further along than we've been like in previous previous reads and so mm -hmm. i also was kind of excited to see some of that and i feel like we haven't really um no. and i i don't know if that's like a conscious choice or just like leaving it out so we can get through things faster or things like that so yeah. yeah, I've been I've been trying not to compare it to Lies of Locke just because <laughs> that's, that, that's, uh, that's, that's yeah, one that, hell of a proposition. That's, yeah, that's Bell's disaster. That was but a straight I feel like book this, from all of us. <laughs> I feel like this book is almost supposed to be like a futuristic um Camor. You know what I mean? Like like, or like not a futuristic, but farther in the future Camor. Like I feel like that's probably what she was going for. But, but it doesn't have the elder glass. But it doesn't it, it doesn't yeah. have the the canals. It doesn't have. Well, it doesn't have his ex explanation. Well, I just mean like gritty wise. You know what I mean? Right. No, like, I get that it's supposed gritty, to be gritty, but yeah. Um, I just I, haven't I, I, like we haven't. Seen, my thing is when so in the heist, like heist the heist genre or like subgenre is so chocked full of tropes, and when it's done well, we still eat it up. Right. Like there's a tried and true formula of like you assemble the team, you you show how all the team is badass. The leader has to be a genius who is like very conveniently clairvoyant. It's it's the same in every heist book. And it's just a measure of like how well you how can well you explain things. And, yeah. yeah. How how yeah. well you can like drop red herrings and then also yeah. like string yeah, the reader but, along and then at the big reveal at the end yeah right but at no point in this story have we seen anyone but inej do 
anything. I mean, literally anything. Like, Inej the Wraith is like, she disappears, and the book literally just says, and then she disappeared. And then we see her three minutes later, and someone's dead. And then we move on. Um, Kaz ripping the guy's eye out, I guess, was something. I mean, it wasn't impressive. And he, like, he he promised the guy 30 seconds before that that he wasn't going to kill him, and then he does. Which didn't make <laughs> me love him. Uh, I mean, that's who even, he is. Even and if... he was mad about Inej. So that's yeah. my, okay, that's what I was going to get into with Kaz. It's like, because um, I feel like it's trying to, like, give us, like, his... Uh, like I feel like it's it's trying to make him deeper by like sprinkling in like, hey, he didn't actually send people after the dude's uh, girlfriend, and like, hey, he saved Inej and he saved Nina, even though he was doing it to get pe- back from pe- or for Pekka. Like he, he, I feel like it's trying to sp- sp- like sprinkle little little bits of goodness for him, but. Uh, I don't. I feel like we really need his. Like, I feel like we need more of his backstory at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I feel like before the heist really gets going, I feel like we're already like heading towards the heist because we're on our way. I feel like you need like solid backstory for why he is the way he is, and then you can like kind of like do like as we see him grow, you can do more reflections, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. But I feel like it's trying to make him deeper. Um, it's just not doing a very good job of it. Yeah, I just I think, I think my biggest pro I think my biggest problem is that there's no foundation for any of the characters, and yeah. it's so hard to care or to believe it. Yeah, like when they do do something cool, I'm like, well, there's no precedent for that. Like, they never did anything impressive before, so like, why are they suddenly godlike but, now? Yeah, I think the reason though for that again is like this is like a very like quick read and so like it's not i don't think it's meant to be this in-depth dive into these you know people why they are the way they are it's meant to be this fun like heist book and i think it does achieve that it's just i think we 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 all i think like a lot more in-depthness in our fantasy books that we can like really dive into and this is more of like just a quick escape, you know? So, I, here's my deal. I, I, I do enjoy depth, but I can jump into a, like, super quick read and that has a lot of action, has, like, stuff going for it. And But it, that I feel like in-depth books are written to be in-depth and action book or fast-paced books are written to be fast-paced, and I feel like this is in the middle. It's trying to do the depth but yeah. doing the action, if that makes sense. So, like, I feel like I feel like it's, like, contradicting itself yeah it, i think again it goes to that, that like identity issue where it's like is it a ya book is it that like it's yeah, almost like the same thing. exactly but yeah. can like, we talk about the fact I, that these characters are supposed to be 16 and 17 <laughs> can we talk about that yeah like these are hardened criminal these are hardened criminals respected by gang like gang the streets gonna change you whitson who are experts in their field and they're 16 and 17 you're telling me you weren't out here criminal in when you were 16, 17? Well, sure I so, was, but not okay, on a okay. grand scale. But here, here's my deal. I agree that, okay, I think that you can be like, so like I think Kaz can be that smart and he can have all that stuff that he knows to do and like all these business plans and stuff. But I feel like he needs a mentor 
to teach him. Like he doesn't just come up with this stuff. Oh yeah, like who did he learn it but, from? Yeah, I mean they yeah. grew up. They grew up in rough, like, like in rough parts, and they grew up in, um, you know, like Nina. She grew up basically learning to do war because of her, uh, <laughs> where she grew up. She was going to be a healer, and then they're like, "No, nah, you join in the army." Um, yeah, and so like, like I understand why. Yeah, um, and Matthias, like, he grew up to kill Grisha from, like, an early age, and uh, Inez, she got kidnapped and sold, and then now she's, like, but it doesn't, again, it doesn't really explain how she became so silent. Like, I wish it had explanations for stuff, and, like, if Kaz had a mentor, like, if, if the dude that he's working for right now wasn't just some dude he's working for and was, like, had been a mentor or something, it would make more sense. Or, like, we know his brother dies. After his brother dies, maybe someone picks him up, and he and we may see that. We don't know yet because we don't know how Jeb or Jordy how Jordy died. But um, yeah, I feel like it's just in a weird spot. I feel like it's trying to do two separate things. Yeah, I, I still enjoy it though. I like. Yeah, I, I, I I'm enjoying. Think the story. it's a good read, but yeah. Um, when it comes to like the in depthness, like I think when we go to rate the book our ratings are going to be a lot lower than normal, but that's just because of the other things that we've read. Not to say that this is a bad book. I just think it's definitely for a certain type of audience. We might not be that audience, but we can still enjoy it. And that's yeah, why I think 100%. I am. I feel like this is a 30 minute show that I turn on and watch a quick little six, six episode season of, and it's a one-off. And it, yeah. when, when I need just like something quick, boom. Like that, I mean, I, I enjoy, I'm enjoying the plot. I like the, uh, the, uh, Grisha. I like how there's three different, and they all, so like the heart renders and healers, they manipulate the body. The other ones manipulate, uh, uh, the world around them. And then the, uh, uh fabricators manipulate, like change objects. So like, I really like that, the, the magic. And I, I guess I just see what this book could be. And I, I wish it kind of was that. Yeah, I, I think. Oh man, we still have. We still have I, I don't half of the want. Book, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but <laughs> there, I've I've spotted so many like plot holes and character inconsistencies, and I'm telling you, I have the notes. I listened to all of it today, yeah. while sitting at my computer doing nothing, just taking notes, and none of the characters are consistent. Uh, there's holes in the story everywhere. And I reread Demonata two years ago. That series holds up. I read that. No pain, no cringe, except for a couple of the like teenage romance things. Yeah, but, but go like, read like go read like Percy Jackson again. Yeah. Or I mean, sure, you know, but I just I don't think just because it's YA and it's for like teenagers that it's just okay for it to be poorly written. Like I don't think that yeah. that's okay. So to me, to me, this is. Something I would, or I, I could see her like sending to the editor, and the editor being like, "Hey, let's, let's like, you've got a good, let's you, build on you've it. got a yeah. good, you've got, yeah, you've got a good foundation. Let's build a house, if that makes sense." Yeah, but, I, I think instead of drip feeding, drip feeding us the backstory after expecting, after expecting us to care about characters, yeah, like. Give us some of any need, of the backstory before you ask first. me to yeah. care. Yeah. And we've already almost had one. We almost had a Nej die. And like, I feel like yeah. I don't mind that. But like, like you said, like, give me the backstory me beforehand. Yeah. 
and show me some more of like her and Kaz like bonding and stuff and their relationship and then it I'll care more. Yeah. I I was on board. I was completely on board um when he got kidnapped by Vanek, um the fight with yeah. the black fingers. Um it it was when the heist story started and he started bringing in the crew and they're just all there like in 2 they're days. They're just there. Yeah. They're just <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Like it and Nina is doing the sculpting thing where she's changing people's appearances at the um at the white white rose. Is that it? The bra. So she no, she's changing their emotions. She does the sculpting on the ship. She's like uh she's basically basically like I thought she was like sad. freelancing doing sculpting and doing that thing where she like relaxed the guy. She's basically a chiropractor. She's like a magical chiropractor. Yeah. Uh, Except she takes but, away depression. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like a comfort thing. Any, anyways, I thought that was cool. I thought that was cool. And I thought that the book was going to go in a good direction where, like, it Ocean Ele- Ocean's Eleven, the characters in, right? Where it showed you, right. like, these characters right. are, you know, That's what I was this character's to, important yeah. for this reason. This character's a badass for this reason. This character is we'll necessary see. for this reason. No, I feel like that. the only one they did that with is Matthias with the under with like yeah. the underground gladiator ring, and I, I thought yeah. that was a great concept. Like I thought that was really cool. Um, well, but and then, then the way they got in, like Kaz got them in, and then but that was I, when it started to fall apart the most for me. I think, and when I started rolling my eyes, is when getting into the prison was interesting. Um, I didn't, I couldn't tell you what the prison looked like. I know it's on yeah. an island. Uh, she didn't describe anything about it, but still, the fight with like the lizard monster thing—I was down. I was cool. I was like, "This, this is cool." Uh, but then they just walk out of the prison, and then Kaz yeah. explains how you know, oh, we're gonna body swap this guy for you. Okay, kind of lazy explanation for the. It's not the most complicated thing. It's not a Lock Lamora plot, but you know, whatever. It works, I'm does fine. His job, yeah. And then he pulls the pardon out of his pocket. And I'm like, what? You did this for nothing. You did this literally for nothing. Like, this doesn't make sense. It just logically uh, he, does not make sense. He uses the pardon to make uh, Matthias do what he wants, but do we even know if the pardon's real? Like, No, that's... Yeah, that, that's another problem that I have with it. So, so if it is real... If it is real, and Kaz has the ability to manipulate the government and get whatever he wants from them, or or even a forger who can make documents like this, they can just stroll into the, the Fjordan court anyways. Like, they could just come up with fictional identities and have the paperwork to prove that, prove that they're, you know, who they say they are, and just stroll right in. And that would be more compelling than this this weird plot has anybody else noticed that the only part of the plan that we're in on is the fact that he has a six story long rope and an edge can climb <laughs> that's the only plan <laughs> he has a rope that is six stories long yep. which by the way he hasn't explained how they're going to sneak into the prison because a big concern of theirs is that they're going to be stripped of all of their belongings and clothing uh but somehow they have a six story long rope that they're going <laughs> to sneak in with them yeah where are they going to put that <laughs> so like i said it's like a, it's like a quick tv show and like we're seeing the heist happen and then at the end it, it's gonna explain what all happened well, my 
the issue I have with that though is like a TV show keeps playing when I walk away from it, or keeps yeah. playing when I'm not paying attention to it. You know, I, I've got to actually pay attention to the, to this. That's fair. And every time a plot hole comes up or a character does something either a inconsistent with the character that's been established, which is often, or b stupid, which is equally as often. I, I, it, it just it frustrates the hell out of me. I had to pause it and write notes about everything that pissed me off, and I swear to God, it's like sixty pages of notes. <laughs> I, there I might be it. more in my notes thing than is in this book. I love listening to Whitson go on rants. <laughs> I know I do it. All I knew the time. he would I'm when sorry, I was listening but... to this too. I was like, Whitson's gonna hate this. <laughs> well, the the first thing I wrote was in like chapter five when I first started listening today, and I just wrote narrator telling me why I should care. <laughs> like not characters giving me a reason and then the next thing i wrote was what does any of this look like <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah it just goes on from there i thought the setup for kaz with pekka rollins was like pretty decent but then she yeah. didn't develop it for like eight chapters exactly i want more development between i want to know what happened to jordy why he's got this this thing because it won't like yeah, why well, he is also, the way he is when he's getting attacked or whatever he's like uh he's worried about jordy coming for him and he says it must be time to pay my debts so i'm wondering like I, d I do think like that was maybe like a little hint like maybe he had something to do with jordy's death or maybe pekka influenced i don't know but we don't even know what pekka looks like we don't know if he knows what pekka looks like we don't know anything about pekka yeah. we know about this guy that scammed them i mean maybe that's pekka but like we don't know that. Yeah, we don't know that. Which I'm fine with not knowing things, but like you, you've got to like. I don't know. I feel like you need more. I don't know. Dro drop don't a hint. Give me a red yeah, herring. Yeah. Make make me at all curious. Honestly, like I, I just yeah. I don't like that these characters are just who they are right at the beginning with no background, no setup, no investment, no. Uh, nothing it's just like here's a character and you should care see i feel like you could i feel like you could start this book like where kaz is learning to become who he is and then do flashbacks as he's learning to uh the the lakonora method kind of kind <laughs> of but like you can jump around. I mean, you can, you, I don't know, you can jump around time. You can, like, jump to when he meets these, like, you can play episodes of his life and then show up to the, like, when he's starting the heist. And then, like you said, have a cool, bat, like, cool thing with uh, uh, each person. But, like, so, like, Nina's backstory with her being in the army, we could have learned that when he was recruiting, recruiting her. her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah instead of six chapters later with the narrator just dumping all of it on you and it, it's not nina it's not nina having a flashback it's just the narrator telling you yeah. and that that's probably the most nitpicky thing like nitpicky problem i have with it but all of the backstory that we've got has not been flashbacks memories thoughts of the characters it's just been the narrator explaining their background to you and when and when you do characters by chapter it it needs to be their perspective it needs yeah. to be flashbacks it needs to be what they were thinking at the time it needs to be um their motivations at the time and how they changed it you know it needs to yeah, be I agree with that if you're going to have a narrator have a narrator if you're going to do characters do characters and that's what i think that's what all of our problems are stemming from is the fact that this book is in a weird it doesn't know what it is yeah yeah 
that's a, that's another thing that I wanted to bring up. Um, so it's a heist story, and we're in Ketterdam, which is this grimy, um, seedy underbelly kind of thing, uh, which would be the perfect setting for a heist story, I would think. But then they go on an epic adventure, right? Or they're, they're on a, an epic journey. Yeah, they're on a boat to a place but, they've never been before except one person. Yeah, yeah, but and we also don't know anything about the world. So like like generally the prerequisite for an epic journey is that you know something about the world and you're curious, right? Your yeah. your character is learning about the world. Uh or or there's a, a call to a call to adventure or, you know, and you learn about the world on the way as a consequence, but they're on a ship in the ocean, going somewhere mysterious, and at no point in the middle, in their sea journey, do we see anything, nothing yeah. happens to them. They literally, like... are, they literally even joke, they're like, man, I wish pirates would attack us, so that way something would happen. Like, Yeah. Yeah, it, it takes us from Ketterdam, which, again, she didn't really describe, and I wish she would have described it more, but <laughs> to a, a blank, snow-covered other continent. I feel like a great prologue to this book would be Kaz stealing the painting from the Mercer, mm-hmm. showing how he did it and all that stuff, like a quick little how he did it and introducing him as a character and as a Inez as a character and maybe a little bit of their relationship and then like maybe just a quick little flashback. Like I, I feel like that would be a pretty cool way to start this book. And then keep it a heist book at the same time, and then you can go into explanations and get deeper with his character. Introduce Jesper and why he why he can shoot guns so good, and why he's got a gambling problem, and yeah, so on and so forth. Yeah, but, I think I think any backstory about them that that happened organically in the story would have improved it so much because it's not. I mean, the plot is like shallow, but I'm okay with a, a fun shallow read. Um, just. I just can't read a, a a plot for the sake of plot with no characters, yeah. no setting, no world. Like, yeah. like Empire of the Vampire. That was a fun. Yeah, yeah that but was, I, I, I had so much fun with that book, and it was very yeah. fast and very casual, kind of shallow. Knew, but like, but you knew motivations. You knew like it explained his character, and yeah, yeah. And, and the world had features. It, yeah. it wasn't like it wasn't Tolkien. It wasn't you know. Scott Lynch or what, whatever. It wasn't like this high watermark of world building, but it it's what you distinct. expect from a fast paced book like that though. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and there was the, there was a mental image like mushrooms everywhere yeah. and decaying animals. And you, you know, there, there was stuff about it that felt at all unique. And there's, there's none of that here. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, can you even tell me what the climate is like in Ketterdam? Like what the temperature is? It's is climbing. it humid? <laughs> is it, is it cold? Is it warm? What's the climate? I know they got a lot of uh, they got a lot of casinos and a lot of whorehouses that specialize in different things. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I think we've we've mentioned (laughs) enough. Let's get into the actual plot and the characters and all that. Um. Okay. So so Jesper, um, he's the gunslinging gambling addict. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. That's all we know. He's actually. I thought he was going to be one of my my favorites, um, just because he's like loose cannon. Uh, he and his in his little bit of backstory, 
um, where he talks about how his dad froze up, but he knew that he had like found his calling. Uh, yeah. I was really excited for for him to get developed. Uh, ha- hasn't happened yet. Yeah, but I I I see the only bit of foreshadowing that I've caught it, uh, has been that I I think Jesper is going to turn because of his gambling debts. Um, think so? Because he's he's been hinting like you know it's bad this time I'm really in debt this time I need this cash yeah. really you know uh, so he's he's pretty interesting to me where y'all at on Jesper you um, any other theories or I think he's my deal with him though the uh, my only thing against that and which I could be wrong Pekka could be buying him um, is that he fe- I feel like he's like it keeps dropping hints that he's like really loyal to Kaz for some reason. And it seems like because like he almost gets jealous of Inej, mm-hmm. like um, yeah, I feel like there's a little jealousy there towards Inej, and it's all because of like Cass. And he'll be he'll be like, well, why does he treat her like that and not me? Like, does he even care about me? Almost, I think he said that at one point, and it's just like so. I feel like there's like some kind of underlying, maybe like like loyalty there, um. But I like his character. Like he just starts guns blazing, and then he goes and gambles, and like I, I like his character. But he's all—he's not like like he seems almost laid back too. Mm. So I was—I was looking for a little more comedy from him too, though. Like yeah, I, that would be. I, I didn't really understand why Nina is the comedic relief when Jesper's sitting right there as like the loose cannon. Um, I yeah. feel like it would make more sense and and make him a little more compelling and a little more developed if if he was the comedic relief. Um, but yeah. it, I I generally like Jesper. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I I like them. I think uh, Dylan, you really hit the nail on the head there when you said like there's like a jealousy or something because like I picked up mm-hmm. on that, but I I didn't like internally verbalize it. Like you know what I mean? Like you saying it made that click in my mind like oh yeah that's what that is like and then why is that and so um i think you really hit that when you said like he's like jealous and there's like a, a really sincere loyalty for t- or to cast for some reason i wish we would just know why um yeah yeah which I know mean, anything about the relationship right. i mean but the thing yeah. is too is it's like we still got another half of the book to go and so right yeah we do and there's another there's a second book too it's right. a duology yeah um so but that doesn't put aside the fact that it's just like okay but how how are we supposed to yeah. care this far in yeah. the book so. you're supposed to ha- you're supposed to have a little bit i want to i like, want to ca- be able to care i just don't know yeah. why i'm supposed to care i should know why i'm supposed to care by this point i think that's our yeah. main complaint um but yeah i like jasper though yeah it isn't yeah Flesh it, him out more I please. <laughs> yeah 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 uh, I'll quit complaining because, <laughs> yeah, we're going yeah because we can uh, say that character. over and over again. Yeah, yeah so yeah. then we go on to Wyland, which I feel like. What have we seen of Wyland? Well, flashbangs. okay, we've seen we, yeah, we saw him do flashbangs. So he's one of the o- other characters who's actually done anything uh, besides um, Matthias and Nina and Inej, um doing a couple things here and there, but. Uh, yeah, he threw the flashbang thing. He didn't have it on him, so apparently he crafted that like in that moment out of shit in his pocket. 
I'm telling you, it's but, a D and D campaign, and the DM is just yeah. being generous and is being like, "Sure, you're very, so, very generous." <laughs> here's my here's my deal with Wylan. I feel like he's gonna be the one that turns because he's be. the only character that we don't have perspective yeah, on. Yeah, we don't have perspective. He has on not him. had a chapter, and I looked. I I was just like looking at all the chapters on the audiobook, and he never gets a chapter. So we don't know his perspectives. We don't know what he's thinking. Um, Spoiler alert. Well, well so, I mean. A little bit. Did you but, guys um, notice? The... Oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, like, I, so I feel like he's probably like I feel like he's got the most potential to be the uh, the traitor because we just don't get any perspective on him at all. That's fair. Yeah. So he he was one of the places where I thought that there was like a a plot hole, like a big plot hole, because. Before the the crew is gathered and they depart, uh, basically the argument is he's not good at this stuff. Like, why did you bring him? What the hell? And Wylan is like fighting to be involved and to like justify that, like, oh, I'm a street thug just like you guys. And then three pages later, he's like, I'm not a criminal. I'm not a thug. Like, why did you make me come? And I'm like, did she forget what character she wrote three pages ago? Like, well, no, I think what you're meaning is when they're talking about how that other guy is a better demolitionist. And then yeah. um, Kaz is like, I don't trust him, and I need Wyland for the hostage potential, basically. And Wyland's like, but I'm a good demolitionist, too, which he may be a good demolitionist. We see his flashbangs. But they're not necessarily – I don't remember them necessarily saying, like, he's shit. They're just saying, like, the other guy's better. I mean, yeah, but... And he's basically defending his demolitionist stuff. I guess that was a weird place for him to, like, draw the line and argue and be like, yeah, I want to be a part of this team. Though, yeah, so, to but, me, but, if but... he hates criminals, like, why is he part yeah. of the CD Underworld? If he has this, like, self-righteous, like, mightier-than-thou thing going on, like, yeah. w why is he a demolitionist for the dregs? Yeah, so I, I agree with that, but... um. I feel like – so we know he, he left his father's house or whatever for some disagreement that we don't know anything of yet. Um, and he's basically been working as a demolitionist for the dregs. How did the rich boy become a demolitionist? Like how does he know anything about explosives? Um, we know he, he joined the dregs or whatever because Kaz specifically like found him out from a nege. But what's he been doing for the dregs as a demolitionist that hasn't been criminal? That he, you know, yeah. that he, yeah. For him to feel this way, like, I'm not a criminal, but, like. Yeah. Uh, also, that, that brings me back to the scene at the dock, though. Um, not to keep complaining in circles, but that scene in particular, I, I was like, what is happening here? Um, it, it was weird to me that, like. Kaz just has a second boat waiting. Um, and not that, like, like in all heist books, the leader is clairvoyant. At, like, yeah. the worst of times, he's still, you know, smarter than anyone ever could be and saw the future a year ago. Like, that's just how heist books are. I'm okay with that. That's a trope I can totally get behind and not be bothered by. But there was no setup. There was no, like, Inej going to talk to dock workers or Kaz, right. like, making a statement even about it. It was just like, and here's a plot device. <laughs> here's my deal. I'm okay with him having a second boat. Completely okay with that. Like you said, like, he's supposed to plan ahead, be smart. He, like, he's supposed to plan for contingencies. They were supposed to be on that boat. He did not plan for Inej to be late. 
Yeah. Uh, also, um, him, Jesper, and Wylan were standing together, like almost shoulder to shoulder, when the explosion went off and the shooting started. And then Jesper and Wylan are running for their life, and Kaz just appears. Like, he just comes out of nowhere and saves Inej. But he, he's on a cane. He's got a bum leg. Like, how did he not just get shot to death? Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so yeah. convenient. I, like, I, I wish that there were details in any of these scenes yeah. where yeah. it's like, and then Inej snuck up and took out one of the gunmen that was aiming at Kaz. Or, like, it, it would take just a couple sentences to make the scenes so much more compelling. Yeah, I more think vivid, so more vivid. that's a that's another yeah. reason like i think wyland might be the traitor though is because like how they know about the docks and then what happened at the docks the ship blew up he's a demolitionist yeah so yeah yeah i mean that but, that is a good good little detail that's that is actually like foreshadowing i would say or, or at least yeah. a red herring you know yeah right yeah i i agree i wish there was more detail but yeah we've complained <laughs> we've done our well, complaint well I'm, I'm talking specifically like story point by story yeah yeah, point yeah, here. yeah like um let's see uh the, the other thing that that like i was a little confused about was like inej not being able to handle the street thug um and just getting getting like surprised got, by him yeah she got surprised i think didn't she like she was handling herself fine and then she got like snuck up on or something but she says in the beginning when they're going to the meeting that that guy is like like she's he's one of the only guys that she's scared of or like that makes her like nervous okay if you I, remember. Have, I, I might have missed that but um yeah. it's that guy that was uh the scarecrow guy that was with uh what's his name <laughs> yeah what's his name that thought he was smarter than kaz uh, but yeah, I think he sneaks up on her and like gets the jump on her. Which, if she's nervous about him, like she doesn't seem like the type to get nervous about no uh, nobody. So like he probably has some skills. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So then yeah, we move on. they hop on the but. Well, we we kind of talked about the Matthias prison break. Um, yeah. Do we want to go into that in a little more um, detail? I'll... That's like a, I said, like I like a the, big story beat before the the dog. Yeah, I really like the concept of like him fighting in the, uh, the pits for basic amenities. Um, I think it's really convenient that he hasn't died yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, maybe that goes to show how good of a warrior he is. He might be like a really badass warrior. We just haven't really seen a whole lot of it. Um, besides him killing the wolves. Um, which was badass, but like, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming he's not the healthiest right now. He's been in prison for a year and it didn't sound like a good place. Like, I feel like there's, I don't know. Well, and I, he, I he do didn't have think any that weapons. she, I, I do think that she kind of established that, uh, the warriors were like maintained, like kept in fighting shape. Uh, and that was why they fought. So they got enough food yeah, and like a private cell and, and things like yeah. that. I, I think those were the amenities that they were fighting for. Just literally enough food to like keep muscle on and like be fit. Yeah. Um, um, I thought the scene with him fighting the wolves w was one of the better scenes. Like it, w I was pretty drawn into that. Yeah. Um, the I like all the mass pretty well. Yeah. It, yeah. I yeah, like the mass, the, the mass cool. describing that, describing how uh, all these like uh, people of influence were going to watch the fights and stuff. And then, mm -hmm. um, 
I think it's funny that Nina didn't know about it when she's obviously obsessed with the prison and she lives in the like the underground. But um, okay, I I can get away. I can get around that because you know maybe it's just like a, a rich person thing. Um, but see, my thing is she works in a whorehouse, so like she should she should be connected. She should hear rumors. She should know what's going on in the underbelly, like. At, as well as Kaz does, I would I would think like. Well, I would just think like she would. I'm I would just assume that she says she's been wanting to help him. Like I'm assuming she would be asking questions. Like she can control people's emotions. So if influential people come in, she can keep them like calm and like willing to talk. You know. Yeah. yeah. I, I would I would think so. Yeah. Um, that's also that that was uh, like the first inklings of me being like, well, hold on, that's. Because yeah. because well, Nina, you would think, like like it's a common trope for like the informants to be prostitutes in fantasy books. Yeah, uh, like the the most well connected, well informed people in fantasy worlds typically are prostitutes uh, or servants. Like, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so her being in the dark on that is a little weird. Um, I wish she would have explored the. The stuff with Matthias, how wolves are sacred to them, and how that like yeah. really messed with him to well, have to kill those wolves. I feel like it could explain their relationship a little bit before they went and broke him out of prison. Like why she get yeah. like why she wanted the, and then when we like if and then if it could have explained like you know like she put him in prison or whatever, and then they get there and he tries to kill her. Obviously, um, I feel like that scene would have went a lot better. Like. Because we're invested in getting him out because we know about yeah. their relationship. Um, I, I even honestly thought Matthias's dreams that he was having that that like uh, from his perspective before he got rescued, where he's thinking about like um, sometimes how, he kisses her and his, sometimes he kills her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought that was pretty interesting uh, and pretty well described. I wish it would have kept going after that though, because yeah. uh, I feel like. I feel like that chapter where he killed the wolves, where he's having the dreams about Nina, that stuff was all pretty visceral and like engaging. Uh, and it hasn't had nearly that same level of like, uh, yeah, I don't know, just description, well, I, kinda, I guess. So let's kind of talk about Matthias and Nina together because I want to get into their relationship because we see that he's like super into her and Nina's super into him, but. She turns him in, so he hates her. He's been spending a year in prison, but, like, it kind of just, like, very poorly, like, like comes up with just a random reason of why she did that. Like, okay, I get, like, the warriors were there and stuff, but that seems like a really, like, I don't know, like, easy thing to just, like, come out of nowhere and say, like, oh, there's, there were warriors there. I had to, like, yeah. I feel like, I don't know. Yeah, convenient yeah. explanations is a, a theme of this book for me. Yeah, like, like it's harder. It, it's it's just genuinely hard to suspend disbelief with some of it. Yeah, but basically, they're like they're enamored with each other, and they spent like, how long did they spend together or whatever? It was three only weeks. like a yeah, it was three weeks. Yeah, which I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's not long enough for people to go from hate to just absolute adoration. Yeah. I mean, they did depend on each other in the wilderness. You know, I thought I thought that part made sense. What I don't think makes sense is that Matthias, like, he, he had, like, the growth through the three weeks of realizing right. that he, he didn't have any reason to hate her based on her being a Grisha. 
Um, and then he loses all of it. And then he just loses all of that because of the year in prison and her betraying him. And I, I just feel like if you're trying to tell me that this character isn't capable of self-reflection and is just an idiot, like, okay, I guess I can get behind that. But like, that's not very compelling. No, I um, get it kind of. I get it kind of because like he gave this one Grisha his trust and then she broke it. But that's so, like, so petty why. and like shallow because... Yeah, but I mean, if you if you went your entire life hating somebody and then you like let let them in for a second and then three weeks later they stab you in the back, it I mean, just confirms your beliefs. You know what I mean? I guess, but it's not like she used her you know inhuman demonic power on him. She she just outsmarted him, and if he spent a year alone in a cell thinking about this. Like that, I think that's what is is messing with me. He had a year no, alone just, to think about yeah. this, and the best he could come up with is Grisha bad. He he couldn't so, think to himself, well, maybe she felt threatened. Like maybe she thought I was still going to kill her or turn her in. It, you know, he couldn't give her any grace or credence. It, it, that's I don't I don't my, I don't get that. My my biggest deal is is like she saved his life. Like he was dead yeah. if she wasn't there, and then. They spend all that time together, and she's trying to, like, make it work, and then they become, like, really close. They say, like, and then she stabs me in the back or call, or says something about me being a slave trader. Like, I feel like while I'm sitting in prison, I'm going to be like, I feel like, and maybe he's just not smart enough, but, like, I would like to assume that he is. But it's like, there had to be a reason for that. Otherwise, why go through the trouble of saving me? Why go through the trouble of Yeah, why not just let me you? drown if that was... Know. Yeah, and then just to turn me over as a slaver, but yeah, and uh, their backstory is really like pretty compelling. One of the more like compelling parts of the book, I think. Right, right. Uh, but in the present day, where he's just saying horrible, awful shit to her, and then the next line of the book is like, "Oh my god, I want to kiss him so bad," basically. Yeah, it, and he does the same thing. Like the next horrible. line of his book is, or the next line of his chapter is the same thing. You're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, I, it's uh, teenagers, Whitson. Yeah, that's true. Hey, but, that's but they're true. also hardened criminals. True. You you can't tell me that these people had a horrifying, hard existence, but they're still this socially and emotionally awkward. Like either they understand people and the way the world works, or they don't. Like, well, here's my deal too. So, like, I'm assuming since she can change emotions, she can sense emotions. So, like, I'm assuming she should be able to sense how he's actually feeling, right? Like, that would make sense to me. You would think. <laughs> you I would think. Uh, and I see. I think. I think part of the reason, a big part of the reason that I'm being un, like maybe unfair to this book is that the book that I just finished, um, Furies of calderon by jim butcher the magic system is very very similar but it's just used so much better yeah because <laughs> the, the the emotion sensing thing specifically is a huge plot point it comes up all the time and it's just this is like some a second grader sketched a version of that and like in a dull pencil well, see, and I was going to go into the magic because I feel like it just keeps, like, 
like it doesn't exp- like it gives like their basis, which is cool. I like the basis, like okay, but it doesn't explain like that they can have all these different powers because we've got people that can like move air, people that can move seas, and we've got people that can uh mess with the heart and mess with the I don't know. I it it doesn't really explain like it doesn't go in more in depth on the powers. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know what their like fuel source is, what the limit of their power is. We we just know that like the girl in the prologue could like heal people but not like you know, she couldn't literally reform flesh or whatever. It was like accelerating the body's natural healing process. So that yeah. that was like a, lim- a limitation that was introduced. And then they gave her the drug and she exceeded that limitation and it was like, "Oh, okay, that's it was easy to understand that that was like paradigm shattering and like it gave us some perspective on how powerful the the magic users were. But yeah. then it's like the rule book yeah. is all over just the place. Abstract we got people, all over the we place. got people flying, we got people walking through walls. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, I could see them given like the people that can change like can change the world around them the thing and like to do with the wind. He should be able to fly because he can like control the wind around him. Uh to a higher extent, but I don't know. Just explain, I guess. And I'm I'm kind of hoping like the Bylor guy goes into the explanation on it because I think there's more to it than just him knowing how to create it. I'm wondering if it's got something to do with like his blood or something. Like he's the only one that can create it. You know what I mean? Because be all these other places have. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it makes sense because all these other places obviously have some sort of stock of it because these people keep showing up with with these extra powers. Um well, I was a little a little salty that the first time that we saw somebody with the extra powers after when Venek uh, kidnapped Kaz was just in this last chapter. Um with the uh what was he the uh, the dude that's flying. Yeah, but they called him something particular. Um, He's from the, the second army or whatever. One of one of the wind mages, basically. Yeah. And then the um, oh, what are the the fabricator? And they've both been given the drug. Um, I, yeah, I just I wanted more. Like I think it would have been better if if they had been attacked at sea. May, maybe not by Pekka Rollins, but you know, by, by somebody else who's on this mission and and like made it a little more clear that they, they had competition and that there are stakes. Speaking Um, of Pekka Rollins, now that, well, finish your thought, because I just had something pop in my head of that. I was really like wanting to complain about, but I I just remembered it, but well, no, just, I just, I think, I think part of what's what's keeping this from being like a fun romp that I'm not taking seriously is the fact that it's so much interpersonal relationships and dialogue uh, and not like action and just quick, fast, snappy fun. You know, yeah. like there are times in Lock Lamora where there's no real deep dialogue. You're not exploring the characters. It's just like this happened and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened. And those sections of the book are some of my favorite. Um, or, you know, Empire of the Vampire or whatever. Like, there can be stuff that's not, like, super deep, but is still, like, plenty of fun. But Um, you need need some flushing out. Like, you can't... Yeah, well, I think you just need to pick a lane, and this book is, like, permanently in between... Yeah, Yeah, it's between adult and YA, because it's dark and gritty and violent, but not too violent. 
and not yeah. too dark and not too gritty. Um, and it's also YA, but it's not like chosen one or like, you know, it's not, it's not walking like a super well-established path. I mean, it's a heist book, so it is, but it, it, it yeah, it's just worse than the sum of all its parts. Yeah. In so a way. I wanted to, uh, Something about Pecker Rollins that I just remember that I had a problem with at the time was so he goes after him on the dock. So that's assuming that um, he uh, is getting paid to go do the same thing and he figures out about it somehow. There's a traitor, I'm assuming, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. But Kaz talks about how he spent basically the last three years trying to ruin this guy's business. <laughs> and you can't tell me this Pekka guy doesn't know that he's doing that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It hasn't come for him before, hasn't done anything against him in three years. And that's that's also assuming that he doesn't remember who he is from killing his brother. Let's say he does remember that, or if he did kill his brother, I don't know, but he did something to his... There's a, there's a beef there. So there's I'm assuming that they know each other, they've met before, they know each other. I figure that's like a good assumption until it tells us something different. But, like, you can't tell me, like, he doesn't, like, he's got all this power and he hasn't made a move against him. Yeah. And uh, an issue that I had with that, with Pecker Rollins getting involved there, is I thought it was really convenient. Like, if we're leaving Ketterdam, and that, I, do you that's need also to drag assuming, me? Like, That's also assuming that Pekka actually did it. Yeah. I think he did because dude was getting tortured, but for, yeah. for the purpose of the argument. Also, also ripping someone's eye out is torture like you just go into shock you just vomit go into shock bleed to death you wouldn't get any but you know i digress anyways i've been stabbed in the eye you're not very coherent afterwards i mean i'll just i'll just say i'll just for the sake of the story like torture's torture like let's yeah yeah whatever yeah whatever i just rolled my eyes because i have been stabbed in the eye and you're not talking to anybody after that you're gonna be a slobbering crying mess Anyways, uh, no, the uh, Pecker Rollins thing. Um, oh, damn. What was I going to say? Um, oh, yeah. So Vanek, Vanek wanted Kaz for the job um, because he had stolen the painting. Right. Yeah. And I just it seems a little convenient that Pecker Rollins gets involved at that point, but didn't know about Kaz before. Like like you were exactly. saying, like if his exactly. information network is that that broad and he he's, you know, that omniscient. That he's picking up on this job that was specifically and explicitly only for Kaz. Like, how, how has he not been aware of Kaz before? So my theory for part of that is I think that – I think Van Eck um, has multiple crews. I mean, that would be reasonable, yeah. But And I, I think he's thought... promised them whatever money they asked for, and he's not actually going to pay them. Yeah, that I think that's where Wyland's, I think that's where Wyland's going to come in. But – um. Yeah, I, I'm assuming that, uh, you know, all this. I'm assuming I'm I'm giving her, her the the writer the benefit of the doubt and assuming all that. Um, but none of it's been confirmed. None of it's been hinted at. Blah blah blah. Um, we're just kind of guessing at this point. But yeah, I agree. I feel like he he should know something about Kaz. He knew about Nina like the first day she was in town. Hmm. 
Like he's got information networks out there. You can and you, another thing that I thought was funny, like he's got these guys like standing outside of the the um casino uh talking up the crow club. Assuming he does know all that, I mean that's gonna be obvious whether he does or not anyways. Like if you got another uh you got other people being like blah 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 and it's happening every day, like I don't care if the faces change. I'm going to pick up on that. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought it was uh, a little strange that like Kaz opened the crow club, right? Like he opened a gambling, a gambling hall. I mean, a at 14 years old. Well, but, it's, but B, he opened it through the older guy. Yeah, I know. I know. But, but still, I mean, it, it, the crow club is like his baby. Yeah, but he he was allowed to get away with just opening a gambling hall in the seedy underbelly run by gangs. Like nobody's going to be like, "Oh, you're encroaching on our territory," and go after him when the dregs are in this like super weakened state that he's talking about, where like they're declining in power and they were never that powerful to begin with. They were nobodies and nothings until Kaz came along. It's like, well, okay, but how did you defend the Crow Club? I, I just wish there was more backstory. Yeah, yeah, See, I, I need I need Kaz to have a mentor. Like, yeah. I need him to have some sort of mentor that is – he needs a father chains or something because um, I just don't – Suspending disbelief is – Yeah, I just – I don't I, – I don't see him just ha having all this information and knowing who to go talk to about uh, opening up a gambling game and also them automatically letting him do it. Like, if, yeah. if you're if you're this leader of a gang or whatever and – um. A 14-year-old kid comes up to you and he's like, hey, we're going to open a gambling den together. We're going to make a bunch of money. I'm going to be like, okay, go home, <laughs> you, you know, yeah. if I don't beat the shit out of you first. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I Like I said, I, I see where Matt's coming from, and I agree. Like, I feel like this that's what it's supposed to be is like a fast-paced, like, high story and stuff. But I also feel like she's trying to do other stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's where the mix-up is. Yeah, she's trying to make the bridge between the two yeah 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 see th th my thing is like jim butcher writes 250 page urban fantasy it's one case from harry dresden's perspective yeah none of them are that well the ones that i've read which is not like super far into the series but the ones that i've read there's nothing really serious about them yeah i mean you know you see harry wizard go burr. yeah, yeah wizard but go mostly burr. wizard go burr and it's really fun <laughs> yeah. and it's not always perfectly written either but it's fun um and and i will say that there were some moments where nina legitimately made me laugh like i still yeah. don't agree that she should be the comedic character like i think jesper would fit that role a lot better but she's had some one-liners that genuinely made me laugh. So I think, I, I don't know. I've heard that, that this author's other books are better. Um, and I, can, yeah, I heard I this was one of her better very books. Good things about Leia Bardot. So I've, I, uh, I've heard good things about nine house specifically, which I think is later and also written for adults. So yeah. well, uh, I see. And I think that's where, the, I think that's one of the biggest things with this book is, it's a mix between like YA and adult fantasy, and she's trying to do different things. Like yeah. if, if she had stuck to just like the quick heist thing, with a little bit of backstory on the characters to get you interested and introduce the characters, which you can do in their introductions pretty easily. Um, I think the multiple chapter or each chapter being a different perspective is perfect. Um, 
I, I feel like that's a good way to go. Now, if you want to go in the more in-depth way, you can show all their backstory, how they all meet up, blah, 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 super in-depth, high, super in-depth magic system. But I feel like she's like meshing the mixing two, all yeah. that. Yeah, meshing the two. And I, it's I just almost not feel like for I almost feel like if you're going to do this like care, like this perspective switching thing um, that like epic fantasy has been doing a lot for the past like 15 years, like yeah. a, a lot of modern fantasy does this. Um, you have to go bigger, you know, you yeah. have to make the world bigger. You have to make the characters bigger. You have to, yeah. and, and it needs to be longer. I think this book's only like 400 pages. Like it probably, so, well, when, probably needs another you hundred. If you're gonna do that. Whenever you do perspective, it's like, you're in the minds of the characters. You know why they're doing it. You care about why they're doing it. You understand why they're doing what they're doing. And like, you don't have that perspective when you're reading their perspective, if that makes sense. So I wish yeah. y'all had watched that Netflix show. I was talking about kaleidoscope because I feel like it does that. Like the, the, the quick high story pretty well. So basically the first episode, like sets up kind of like the heist and them all meeting or whatever. And then each next episode is one of the different people in the highest perspective. It gives their backstory, their motivations, and then it shows what they were doing during the time of the heist. And then the last episode shows where it all went wrong, who betrayed who, and then what happens to them at the end. Mm -hmm. And it's a eight episode Netflix series. I think each episode's like, it's either 30 minutes or 40 minutes long, blah, 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 whatever. But if you do that same concept with this, I think it could be fantastic. Yeah. And then just kind of introduce the magic system in the first little bit or whatever. But I, I don't, I feel like I said, I feel like she's trying to do the flushed out thing and not, Committing. I feel like she was trying, I feel like she was trying to do the flushed out thing. And then her editor's like, Hey, we need your book. <laughs> and so she's yeah. just like here. Yeah. Yeah. It almost feels like the ages in the book were added in post. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like these characters feel like they're in their mid to late twenties, but I, I'm I, just gonna swap this to two for so a we one. Can get a YA, yeah. Exactly. If, if I if I'm not thinking about it when I when I like every, the whole time I was listening to the first half and I wasn't thinking about it, I thought Kaz was forty. Yeah. Yeah. The whole time, like, like I kept like going back, like Kaz was like, and then I'd be like, he's talk, talks about how when he talks, it sounds like stones grinding together. I'm like, oh, he's like thirty, forty years old. And then it's like, now he's 17. My seventh note out of like 60 is 17 question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Not a chance. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess we found out at like chapter nine or chapter 10 that he was 17 Uh, or that Matthias was 17 and Kaz was 16. No, it says, Uh, uh, it says in, uh, when he's talking about, no, he is 17. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He's talking about. Yep. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I feel, I feel, I feel like, I feel like she's got a good base, and like she made some of these characters, and then she just kind of threw them in, and it's like, oh, they're all seventeen. I can sell yeah, this to I can't. Kids. Yeah, it, it seems like she wrote an adult fantasy heist novel and sent it to the editor, and they're like, well, you're not going to make any money off of this if you don't make it YA. So take out the sex, take out the violence, and make them ten years younger. Yeah, that's that's I can a see lot. That. That's yeah, what I it feels like. That. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Do we want to talk about Inej and Kaz real quick? We've kind of talked about Kaz a bunch, but we can talk about Inej. Um, I like her backstory. Um, I feel like we've gotten the most from her. I, weirdly, she she has like the least dialogue. Um, 
but also her backstory is just simple and easy to understand and not it yeah. doesn't contradict itself her character's like fairly consistent yeah. Um, which is why she's, I think she's my favorite character so far. She's Kaz's conscience is my deal. Yeah. She's like, yeah. 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 And she obviously has a thing for him, which makes sense. Um, he saved her and which, then she's like his conscience. I, I, in Somewhere in here, I, I, after, it was after the, um, the scene where they find the three dead bodies of the Grisha that are all burned out. Um, and, uh, Matthias and Nina have their like little scene. I wrote somewhere in here, it was like, um, the I can fix him in the book is just off the charts. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't know if this is like a self-insert thing where like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here, man. <laughs> I don't know. Like, these guys are are pieces of shit. And these women are head over heels for them. And you would think if you just if you like took a piece of tape and put it over the author's name, you would assume a hundred percent of the time that this was written by a dude. I mean, and an incel at that. You'd be well, like, oh, no, this is no, some no, guy no, no, who no, thinks no, no, women no. are obsessed no, with. No, no, him. no, 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 no. You've never read like a like a uh, uh, a romance novel. Uh, well, those, but they're 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 uh uh. Oh, there's a, there's a word for them. It's um particular like subgenre of romance. It's basically it's basically enemies to lovers type thing. But like, okay. yeah, but there's a, there's yeah there's actually a like a, a name for it. But it's like yeah, it's it's like evil uh, bad guy. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and that but they're all and that's the plot they're of every all every Hallmark Christmas it. movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand. Angry, upset banker goes home and falls in love. I, I will say, we are. yeah, uh, Inez and Kaz though are more compelling to me. Like they make more sense. Oh, 100%, yeah, hundred percent. Then Nina, Mat- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, like I get Nina Matthias the... too, but like I get, I get over the. I hate you. I love you. I hate you. Like I, yeah, yeah. Inez and Kaz is so much more complicated. Uh, yes, which is I nice. agree. Um, yes. It also just it's, feels it's... like there's more interaction between the two of them. Yeah. They actually know each other. They're yeah. like intimately familiar with one another. Uh, they know each other's shortcomings in a way that like Nina and Matthias don't. Nina and Matthias just feel like they're on teenage hormones, and yeah, Inej and Kaz feel like they're actually they actually have a dynamic complicated in relationship. Adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which again, could go in again? Question mark? Question mark? Question yeah. mark? Yeah. I was gonna say that could go into Whitson's theory about how she wrote these characters out because in her original story she could have had like a deeply complex relationship between Kaz and Inej and then had to kind of dumb it. But dumb it even down, then, like, yeah. I, like, yeah, she's like, she's like Kaz's like, um, uh, conscience. And then like trying to, trying to like make him break his shell. And we see, like, it talks about how he only takes his gloves off in front of her. And, uh, he tells her about his brother and he's never done that before. And he tell, or he like freaks out when she gets hurt. And like, um, like you can see it, him starting to show those emotions, um, and so I agree with Whitson. Like I think they're they're more flushed out. Nina Matias just seem rushed. It's kind of like I need I need another couple in here doing something. Well, yeah. they just literally well, seem horny. See- yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just seem horny. It's teenage hormones. That's that's all yeah. Nina and Matias is. But we do see them make that pact at the end too, where they're like, "Hey." We're gonna kill this guy because we don't need this drug getting out. Um, yeah, that was a good moment from them. I will say, like, like yeah, that, uh, that was a legitimately good moment. 
yeah yeah she wants to bury the bodies um and then he's like well i'll help blah 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 and then they make that yeah that pack. i agree i agree i think that that was good i just I really know. want this next part to go into their backstories yeah. i need yeah. i need more flushed out characters. i want i want to yeah i want more reason to care about people yeah. because i feel like i feel like i feel like a heist is a heist is a heist like whitson was saying like as long as it's got somebody betraying somebody, like really good, like in like suspense right. during the heist, like the heist is going to be good. Well, the plot's going to be good. It's just we need the characters the, to be flushed I out. Think, so we, I think we the heist needs to have stakes, and the stakes come when, with the characters. Yeah. But we don't have that connection to all of them. Like I, th I think we have some connection yeah. to some. Like I think we care about Kaz. I think we care about Inej. But it's like everyone else. I don't really like. Yeah, have reason I, I, to be like. I want oh, I could understand. to care about Nina. I want to care about Nina. Um, Matthias, yes, Jesper too. Yeah, I want to care about Jesper. Um, Matthias could have been really interesting if she. I I yeah, almost wish. Really interesting. Yeah, I wish she would have leaned more into like so lawful good that they'll like hurt everyone around them, kind of like you know what paladin. I mean. <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. Uh, Instead of, I don't know. I don't even know where we're at with Matthias. Really, he's just <laughs> angry and wants to kill Grisha. Again, morning. going into how this book is trying to do so many different things, I feel like you could have a whole book about this magic system, the Fjordians and the people Nina are against, warring against each other, and how they're enemies to lovers. Basically, you could have a whole book. Of, I feel like it's trying to do that in the middle of a heist book. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, this is in the same universe as most of her other books, the Grisha verse or whatever. I, see, I heard, I heard, I heard you were kind of supposed to read Shadow and Bone first because it explains. I think it said it explains stuff about Nina, like what her motivations are, and it explains why the drug's bad. Hmm. Okay. I don't. I, well, I don't remember. I remember reading about something about that, like on Reddit, when I was like looking up this book and seeing if we were going to do it. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I was, I've been disappointed because I watched the first couple of episodes of Shadow and Bone, and I thought it was goofy, stupid fun. Yeah. So I thought that was where we were going to be. It had a YA feel to it. It was corny as all hell, but I was like genuinely laughing and like kind of interested in some of the stuff. Um, and usually, yeah. you know, you assume that adaptations are worse than the source material. Uh, this book does not make me think that so far. Yeah. Uh, also, did did the Nina and Nej scene on the boat bother you guys at all? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Where they sing, like Nina sings the song, and that that was when Nina started being the the comedy in the book. Like just all really of a sudden me. after that song. Yeah, I don't know about. You didn't think it was out of character for Inej? because like that was that was the one I mean, she moment almost died. where I was like. I don't know. I feel like I don't know. Maybe I feel like she just needed. She, she was upset nice. that Kaz. I don't know. Yeah, she she almost died. She was upset that Kaz never came. She's still upset that Kaz said he could replace her. Like she's like basically thinking about Kaz and like how he does. She doesn't want to think about Kaz. And then she said no, she that just makes like sense do to something. Me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It was but, just weird to see her like happy go lucky and laughing and joking. Yeah. After a near death experience where like the only person that kind of gives a shit about her 
doesn't give a shit about Earth. Like, I don't know. That struck me as like yeah. tone deaf in a way. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, Do you guys yeah, I just like... want to. Yeah, I, I, I just want to see more character development in yeah. the next part. Yeah, but I was gonna ask like, that... what your guys is like thoughts are for going forward. Like, what what's like the main thing you want in the next section that we read, and like, what are your predictions going forward, kind of? Yeah, I I just want more character development and. I think the heist, if if Kaz keeps doing Kaz things, I think the heist is gonna be good. I just need to, I need to. I want my, I want my twist. I want my, my, you know, yeah. suspense. And then, other yeah. than that, I just need, I need character development. And maybe, maybe world development. Yeah, I want to. I, I, I definitely want more detail about the world around us. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Like saying all these things, it's not a bad read. Like I'm having fun with it. Oh, yeah. So. No, I did, I had no problem getting through it. Like it just, yeah. I just I I, I see what it could be. You know. Yeah. But well, but we've also read Lies of Locke Lamora, and it's a very yeah. similar, yeah. similar taste. <laughs> well, um, but even if I take out Lies, like I was talking about that Kaleidoscope show. Yeah. I see yeah, what, yeah. You see yeah, what or Ocean's Eleven be. or yeah yeah. But uh, well, I mean, there's still there's still another half of it to go, so let's not get too judgy too quickly. I think we're gonna at least have some more fun with it as we keep going. So, uh, uh, y'all wanna say what you're else you're reading on the side real quick, and then we can wrap up. Yeah, like on the on the side, I can uh, yep. I can go first. Um, so uh, I just started back up like uh doing school work like on my masters and stuff. So I've been reading a lot of like textbooks but in my spare time from that i'm very slowly picking my way through the great hunt by uh, robert jordan um it's good i'm i really am hoping to finish it before season two of wheel of time comes out on amazon which what's it have you you have you still haven't seen it have you Hmm. okay i want to watch the first episode with you and i just i just i want to watch you watch the first episode uh november Third or fourth? I I can probably no, have the se- Great Hunt done September third or fourth. Yeah, September I can have. I, can, I should be able to have the. Oh, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, September. Oh, that's, that's that's like, like a twenty four days, yeah. twenty five days. Yeah, I'd have to put down what else I'm reading. Probably. I, 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 I oh, peek though. behind the curtain. We don't record these the day they release. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Um. So yeah, uh, the Great Hunt is is well, usually on my on my current reading. Um, as 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 well as Six of Crows for the podcast, and then like my assigned rating for class, which is why I'm going slowly through these books. Uh, what about you, Whitson? What, what what you got? Uh, still slowly making my way through Dragon Reborn, but I wanted to take a break from it. Uh, so I read Furies of Calderon, uh, Jim Butcher, uh, Codex Alera. Uh, the like elevator pitch for it is Pokemon meets Lost Legion, and uh, it. It was it was really good. It's really good. Highly recommend. I actually have that on my bookshelf, and I want to read it at some point, but I just have a way too long TBR list. Yeah, I'm starting uh, Simlin Ascends based on Dylan's recommendation, and uh, Assassin's Apprentice by Robin Hobb. I thought um, I had Simlin Ascends. Ooh, on, dude, um, I I want to read Robin Hobb. I do too. Yeah. I heard really good things about his characters. Um, her. It's her. Uh, oh, and, yeah. Oh yeah. 
Um, and I've been waiting. I've been waiting on it. it. Codex Alera and Assassin's Apprentice, both. I've had to wait two months on them to uh, come back into the library because they had just been checked out for forever. Uh, so yeah, I was super stoked to get into these. But yeah, I've been uh, waiting for a I while. I thought the Sinless on one of the ones we were going to do for the pod. Mm-mm. Nope, I check before I go to the library. Um, I just finished the uh, Covenant Steel series. Uh, the third book was The Traitor. Highly recommend. I really want you both to read it because I think I think Whitson, you're gonna like the like the main character and how he because he's the one narrating the book. I think you're gonna like mm. the way he narrates it. Um, and then Matt, I think you'll like it because it's got uh, a lot of like relig- religious uh <laughs> context and also it's like kind of gives me um. Uh, not really faster paced Sanderson vibes, but I don't know. It it was really good. I think you'll both like it. Um, and then I am almost all the way through Malice, which is uh, the also first book in the, yeah yeah the Faithful of the yep. Fallen. Um, I, just... I'm enjoying it. Go ahead. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Um, I really like the plot, and I just feel like sometimes like I feel like some of the characters I can completely like. Cause like I listen to these audiobooks at work. And so sometimes like I'm doing something and like, I don't, I miss something. And I feel like some of the chapters, it's like, I can do that with no problem. <laughs> and then some of them, it's like, Oh, like the ones about uh, Corbin, like I'm super into Corbin's story. And like, mm-hmm. I want more Corbin and then it'll switch to somebody like I have like, no, I still like really don't have a clue like where they fit in, in the world. And so yeah, that's that's how I felt about a lot of that book too. I, I loved Corbin's stuff, especially the stuff with the wolves and like the oh, yeah. um, the Norse mythology being tied into it all. But then yeah. you know the unique takes on it and where those yeah. are. The, but yeah, it, it does feel. It was his first book, and uh, yeah. apparently his newest series is like like grade A top tier epic fantasy. So yeah. I think it's supposed to just get better and better as you go along. I also feel like it would make more sense for which I don't know how the books go, so I could be completely wrong because. But right now I think your main well, I don't want to say that, but um, I feel like it would make more sense for it to be. It's right now it's switching in between like mainly Corbin and uh the first prince or the the prince the main prince's um uh sword guy or his yeah. first sword his lieutenant yeah his first sword I, I feel like it would make more sense to be between corbin and the prince but again i don't know how the book goes and so maybe something changes but um I, i'm still enjoying it i'm enjoying the plot like you said i really like the, the other stuff you guys like are making me really jealous because it's like y'all are over here like like peek behind the curtain everyone like we have our like our group text or whatever and so like occasionally like they'll be like yo this book is so good this book is so good and i'm sitting here flipping through this t- giant textbook of things i really don't want to read and i'm just like i want to go read about dragons yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me and Winston also get to like listen to audiobooks at work and stuff so yeah. we can like go through books well that's the quicker. thing too is hopefully uh not this week but next week i start back up uh, with my nighttime shift and my nighttime shift, I get to read six hours a day. And so yeah. I'm really excited for that. <laughs> yeah. I imagine. Um, but yeah, uh, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up there. Uh, if you, uh, if you guys have your fantasy questions that you want us to answer on future episodes, let us know in the comments or join our discord and, and uh, let us know there. 
You can also get involved in the discussion down in the comments. You can totally roast Whitson and tell him why he's wrong and he doesn't know anything about this. Come at me, YA peeps. Yeah. Come at me. I just go at him, please. Um, but uh, seriously, if you did like the video, please share. You know, even if you didn't like the video, still share, like, subscribe, and follow. Um, leave a comment down below. Join their Discord. We can uh, help grow the community and stuff like that. But I think that's going to come. I think that's going to conclude uh, episode 17 of the Tome Traveler. So uh, we're going to wrap up Six of Crows next episode. Our two hours of uh, bitching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm excited for that. But uh, with that, I think we will see you all in the next one.